Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. everybody. Welcome to Marvelous Monday. For those of you who are listening online, if you have tried to call in to listen by phone and couldn't get through, try again. We're up and running now. Uh, Let me tell you how you can always find us. Listen to our live programs and our archived episodes. You can always call in to 515-605-9375 during any live program to listen live by phone. You can go to blogtalkusa.com, our 24-hour network, or blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa to find our archives and our live episodes on Blog Talk Radio. And you can also find us in podcast form on iTunes, Apple Radio, Stitcher, or pretty much any place you can find podcasts. You can find Blog Talk USA podcast and Marvelous Monday. Okay, I know we have a an exciting show tonight because things just seem to be that way. <laughs> so let me give you to your host of Marvelous Monday, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. Hello. Thank you, thank you. Good evening, good evening, Miss Rihanna. How are you? I don't know if Mr. Arthur is on now or not, yes, but yes, going? we do have. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. We do have an exciting evening, and I'm going to let you guys get started, and I'm going to finish off on this other call for the next five minutes or so, and after that, I'll be right back to you because I can't wait to hear this conversation. I hope Pastor <laughs> Cooper is going to be on with us this evening, and I'm so glad you're there, Miss Rihanna. How are you doing, and happy Happy New Year to everybody. Doing well. Happy New Year. And Miss Arthur, thank you so much. So I'm going to mute for a few more minutes yes, and get ma'am. over on the other line, and I'll be right back to you guys. I'm looking no forward problem. to it. And I think that, I think Dr. Hagney will be on with us this evening as well. So, yes, and ma'am. hopefully Pastor Cooper. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, gee, I don't know what we're going to do for the next five minutes. What on earth will we talk about? There's just nothing going on. <laughs> how oh, you doing, well, Mr. I, Arthur? Zara, <laughs> how you doing? How baby boy? How baby boy doing? Oh, he's he's getting bigger and chubbier every day. <laughs> All right, well, he's happy. doing great. He's happy as can be. He's the happiest baby I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, well, 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 we got. Well, we're gonna get twenty twenty away from him, so he won't have to. You know, he can yeah. hear about it because we got to tell him about it one of these days. The year he was born. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, well, he's he's already mm-hmm. raising one eyebrow, saying twenty twenty one seems a lot like twenty twenty so far. <laughs> well, now, 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 like I tell you, those changes is it, you know is happening as we speak. This is what change look like. <laughs> Now, uh, now this is the opportunity to end the Civil War. Uh, we got the traitors, just like back in 1861. Uh, they expend, they, they expel 11 senators back then for, for uh, mm-hmm. uh, doing what these guys doing right now. So, um, yeah. So again, you know, this is this just what we're gonna have to do to get to where we need to go, I guess. That's right. That's right. 
I'm glad you're always here to remind me of that, that we are going in a specific direction and we got to stay focused. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. stay us. focused on the new Stay focused. Don't uh, don't uh, don't look at don't be looking for the old normal. The old normal is no more. As a matter That's of fact, right. new normal. You know everything changes as we speak. So you know every moment is actually new. But but yeah, with that old stuff there, uh-uh, we don't want to go back to that. You black, no. it ain't nowhere in America you want to go back to. Ain't no time period you can point to. It just right. it just ain't there for us. So you know we hear people say those things like, boy, you know back then, you know, but really. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. Uh-uh. Do it. I mean, I had a good time, enjoyed it, but I ain't trying to do it. I ain't trying to instant right. replays. Exactly, exactly. And thank, thank goodness, more and more people who look more like me are finally um, acknowledging <laughs> acknowledging those realities. Uh, it's it takes a long time. Good God, it takes a long time for. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. to get things through our heads, doesn't it? <laughs> well, well, you know, what I'm trying to keep the you know, we want folks to understand, especially white friends, when you hear a project on voters, they're talking about black people. Exactly. That's the thing. No. Anybody you know, who I is, is... I knew uh, code name is... Huh? No, you're exactly right. It, I mean, when they talk about, you know, oh, these Democratic-run cities, these socialist cities, these, you know, voter fraud, it, it means... You know, it means black people <laughs> simply but, voting. But, and but, but here's what, but, but here what white people are, are slowly coming to understand. And I've I said this on the show, and I, and I keep saying I'm going to say it again. Uh, white people don't have any more rights than black people. We, exactly. Before we got civil rights, before we got civil rights, white people, you did not have civil rights. You had white privilege. Exactly. That, that, that exactly. ain't civil rights. And so right. because it wasn't codified, it wasn't wrote down. So the rights we right. fight for, like the right to vote, the freedom to just go do your vote, you know, you know, the vote and so forth, that's not secure for you. Because right, right. now, if you're a Democrat and you're white, you know, you might well be black now. So, you know, right. again, exactly. you, know, you need to understand that uh, any right we get as black people, uh, that's a right you don't have. So if you're sitting around saying, right. oh, you know what they don't, that's so liberal. Really? <laughs> you know, Okay. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I, Pastor Cooper, your line's open. Welcome to Marvelous Monday. Hey, welcome. Hey, How are you, sir? You, thank you. I am wonderful. Can you all hear me? Hey. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy sir. New Year, Pastor Cooper. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, I forget this is after Happy New Year's show. Happy yeah. New Year. <laughs> yeah, and Dr. McCullough will be back with us in just a moment. We're just talking about, you know, the trees and the weather. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, we I heard it. all of that. Yeah. Matter of <laughs> fact, I think our president did a quick pro quo uh, with Georgia's governor, uh, Congress. Uh, oh, who was that? That uh, he was pressuring to get 12,000 more votes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had an exact yeah. number. <laughs> yeah, 12,000. Secretary of State, was it? Secretary of State. Secretary of State. Yeah. You mean President Tony yeah, President Soprano, that's exactly right. Wow. Put the squeeze on it. Yeah, well, you I know, mean, you know, that, that's, <laughs> you know what? It, you know, now we got the tape and everything. Well, of course, it was like this before, but but we can say it one more time. You know, all you got to say now is, you know, when it comes to uh, President Trump, is painting black. And now, see what happens. <laughs> right. See what happens. Oh, uh, can you we, even we can't imagine? Say Watergate. Yeah. 
No, it wouldn't even got to this point. It wouldn't even got to this point. You remember when they had the impeachment no. thing? He'd have been gone then. <laughs> he he was almost yeah, gone exactly. after the tan suit and putting Dijon mustard on his burger. Come on. Oh, yeah, the tan suit. Oh, yeah, the tan suit. I almost got him. <laughs> that was a serious offense. <laughs> Imagine now, if he was shaking somebody down like that. But I'm still offended by the Main Street's media. Refuse. Yes. I just started hearing them. I just started hearing them call this a coup today. I mean, on a regular basis, a coup. Now they calling it a coup. Right. Now they calling it a thought chairmanship. Now they calling it America. I mean, this is like this is like January. This is twenty 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 one. This right. has been going on. I mean, this has been you know. I mean, like yes. on this show, we've been we've been calling it that forever. But you know, That's and, right. and, and, and again, what's that about? You know, what's that about? And again, right. and again, a white privileged presidency. A white mm-hmm. privilege presidency. There's no way. There's no way. And, and see, right. and they messed up. Really, really messed up when when they let Nixon go. When they let Nixon go and get right. away. That's, right. That's that's the president for this right here. And I'm just, you know, that's what happened. That's that, it. That, 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 let me back it up. Let me back it up. They let Nixon go. Then after that, Ronald Reagan, Iran Contra. They let him go. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay Bush. now. No. Oh, 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 okay, now, Daddy Bush. Okay, Daddy Oliver Bush. North, he didn't stay in. Oh, 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 yeah. Daddy Bush. You know, he didn't stay. In. He's about the best one. He didn't stay. In. He, he, he getting on trouble. Uh, uh, and then after that, uh, 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 Clinton. Okay, now after that, they want to get rid of Clinton for a, a blue dress. Uh, I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, whatever it was. And so, and so, you know, didn't nobody want him to go. I guess. <laughs> and then after that. <laughs> George Bush, and after him, George Bush come in, Jr., and then he'd go and start a war and should have been gotten rid of all lies yeah. he caused, okay? But they didn't yeah. get rid of him. Barack Obama came in, stayed eight years, treated him like, man, treated him like oh the Negro gosh. at the dough. You know, the Negro at the dough. But anyway, yeah. uh, you know, you know, and then and then this guy, he comes in. Uh. They impeach him and... <laughs> So, and they still pretend like we're the ones who are crazy. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, and they're trying to overthrow the government. And so, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, as black people, you know, we know what all this is because you know we live it every day. Right. And so, you know, we're hoping that right. more white people become aware and wake up to what well, this is because now they're doing it to you. Right. Well, it, sadly, to me, here's the the insult to injury, <laughs> in in all of this is. And maybe this is the reason why more white folks are finally seeing uh, what this is, is because it's not just the white privilege presidency. It's the white privilege presidency with all the hidden little trimmings, every one of them, the mediocrity, the yeah. like, you know, we, we have President Obama who's literally actually brilliant. And then this right. guy, who can't put yeah. a sentence together, who who it can't form a thought, yeah, and just to show everybody, like this isn't, you know, this isn't just a, a privileged white guy who had every opportunity and and kind of had the brains to to make up for the rest. This is an idiot white guy who only has gotten by on privilege and the celebration of his mediocrity is right there in everybody's face with these people fawning all over him. And, you know, oh, he's so brilliant, and he's so – he's fighting for the people, and he gave up everything. You know, all of the things about him that are just the opposite of reality, 
and you know they celebrate it. And it's like you really you couldn't get away with any you couldn't get away with a tan suit <laughs> with President mm-hmm. Obama. But this guy wears lifts in his shoes. He can't walk. He can't drink a glass of water. His daddy paid for him to get through something similar to some kind of college education. You know, did, did, you, hear the tape? Just, did, did you hear the tape, Ray? Did you hear the tape of that? Did, oh. did you hear the tape of it? Did, 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 did you hear yeah. how small he is? Did you hear how small right. he was? He was mm-hmm. he, I mean, he was just begging. He, he going, give me yeah. a break. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he sounds right. like he's, Wow. Yeah. They were upset that they recorded. Why would they record him? Why would he re- record a sitting president? That's the thing that gives, <laughs> gets me about the supporting cast of all of this. I really don't have the issue right. with with a guy that's 45, you know, whatever, the president of that position. My issue is with people like uh, Ted Cruz, you know. Uh, yes. And, and, and his, yes. Uh, oh, I can't believe that. Bro. And then you, uh, uh, what's his name? I love Chris Turner. I forget what district Chris Turner's in. He's up in Dallas somewhere. And he wrote a, uh, an article, a uh, letter, and Ken Paxton spent $12,000 of taxpayers' yeah. money putting together the lawsuit, yeah. and he reprimanded him outwardly. So hats off to Chris Turner. He's representative of the state of Texas. And uh, I think he's in Fort Ford, Tarrant County area. But I met him a long time ago. I can't get into Ted Cruz, Cruz's office. I, I've, been calling, I've been trying to call Ted for the last, what, three days. I, I can't get in. I, all his office. I well, bet you okay. can't. <laughs> Yeah, he's not your U.S. representative. He's not your U.S. representative. I can't get into uh, uh, Randy Weber. I, I can't get into Dave Thielen. I can't get in. These folks are five minutes away from me. I live I, I probably in one mm. of those neighborhoods, and I can't even reach them, you know. Uh, I couldn't reach the, the, the Republican Party, which I, I, I wanted to go in and, and visit with and talk and, and reach out with an olive branch and uh, I, I'm ready to sit down, you know. But yet they want to send me an invitation to meet Ken West or whatever his name is, the new Republican chair. Uh, oh, but at the same time, Alan West. So we yeah. Alan West. Yeah, Alan West. Oh yeah, Alan uh, West. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Can I jump yeah, in? This, this conversation is so good. Can I jump in? Oh, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wow. And I'm glad that. Pastor Cooper, good evening to all of you guys. I'm so glad you brought out Chris Turner over there in Tarrant yeah. County from, and, and he's yeah. from the Texas House. We want to keep the yes, we want to keep the U.S. House separated from the Texas House. And you're right, he's in the Tarrant County area. I think he's uh, the 101st or the 90th somewhere in there, something like that. It's so many. Something it's like so that. many of us. Yeah, so he's the 101st, I believe, uh, Cong- uh, representative for the state of Texas. But this is amazing, guys. This is amazing what is going on in our country. And and we cannot even leave East Texas since I'm in East Texas. And so Pastor Cooper is kind of East Texas, you know, in Beaumont. And then, of course, Miss Rihanna, her her guy heads up everything, everything that's wrong. He needs to pay attention to Miss Rihanna. And (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. He's on the ballot tomorrow. (laughs) Yes, he is. He's on the yeah. ballot tomorrow. Yes, he. Yes, he is. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait. Do you have your popcorn ready for tomorrow, guys? And my Ooh, lemonade. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to sit down and see what's going on. We've been phone banking for Georgia. We've been helping as much as we can financially for Georgia. It's going to be interesting, and I want you guys to know that almost every single person that I called on my list for Georgia 
has already said, oh, ma'am, I already voted. I voted the first Good. week, and I, vote, and I voted, and they told us who they voted for. I think I had two, a couple, two or three, not too many, uh, that said they voted on the other side of the House. But the bulk of them voted for the Democratic candidates because they said Good. it's time for us to see some changes in this country. And I think we're getting ready to see some major changes. Can we start with Louis yeah. Gomez? And then we got me. You guys have oh been having goodness. a great time. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of kind of heard a little bit of it. But let's start with Louis Gomez right now. <laughs> and let's start with the lawsuit. And as I think it was uh, Mr. Arthur already said, that it's racism that's on this ballot because we're looking mm-hmm. at an issue that we already saw before, right? We studied and we mm-hmm. read about it, but we already saw it before. It's all about trying to suppress that black vote. Would you say? Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. So let's talk That's about exactly it. exactly right. Hey, sure, I, 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 I told him earlier. Yes, sir. Sure, I told okay. him earlier that the new race, racist code word is fraudulent voter, i.e. the black <laughs> vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, yes. those black folks are getting to the polls. We've got a problem. Because oh, yeah. the the election, yes. um, the cybersecurity election uh, official who Trump fired after he came out and said nationwide this election was absolutely the most safe and secure election that we've ever had. Yes. You know, yeah, that really says a lot. Because we had the most people, had the most access, and it was the highest turnout since President Obama was elected, right? Or was it (laughs) higher than when President Obama was elected? So, so So what they're really saying is... We don't like all these people being able to come out and vote, and we know who they're talking exactly. about because they keep pointing to, you know, oh, Fulton County's a problem and this county's mm-hmm. a problem, and I, you know, we don't yes. have to wonder yes. what they mean. They're just saying <laughs> it. They're just coming out exactly. and saying the quiet part out loud. And, and, and that's that why we need. That and that's why we need white people ahead. to. And that's why we need white people to understand yes. that they don't yes. have any more rights than the lowest black right. person. You didn't that's have very, the yeah, right. Great, great point. Didn't have great women point. rights. You didn't have all that stuff. So elections the same way. You don't have. You don't have a. You, you don't have a right to free elections right now because we don't have. Great, great right. Great point. Well, I believe, guys. I believe that when President Obama, because I think I heard Pastor Cooper or somebody said it has risen, but I believe when President Obama was running, uh, the blacks voting in Georgia was like at about forty-five percent, but it's at about fifty-four percent. And right. it's risen six percent here. It, they're in Georgia right now. And if you saw those lines, you saw the complexion of the people who were standing in those yeah. lines. And they had their cell phones, and they were reading the newspaper. They were standing six feet apart. They had their masks on, mm-hmm. and they were finding mm-hmm. ways to entertain themselves yeah. while standing in that line. They were persistent and it, consistent. That's right. And then many of those, many of those that I talked to, they said, "Oh, listen." I stood in that line, and I was not going mm-hmm. to leave until I voted. Or some say I mailed in my ballot, but my family and I have made sure that these two candidates that we want to push off as well as uh, the, the pastor, 
they want them in office really badly, really badly. Yeah. And if we can make that happen in East Texas, because now I want to circle back, because we're not going to be finished with talking about this all evening. But let's circle back around and talk about Louis Gohmert. Louis. Yeah, and Louis. I think I said Ugh. the article, uh, I, but I, I'm I'm overtaken, and I guess the reason why I'm so overtaken because I ran for that seat. You guys know that, and people will yeah. not get out to vote. So apparently, apparently, the bulk of the people must appreciate what Gomer is doing. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> no, no, I think they cheating in Texas. You can't tell me they ain't cheating in Texas. You can't okay. tell me. That. Okay, we I was waiting. We got to Ain't nobody, anybody never checked to see if they was cheating. Nobody. Uh, let me right. tell you what. Today I was talking to one of our great, I'm sorry that I don't have her on, but she just got out of the hospital. But so she called me and I was talking to her today and she says, I will never, ever be convinced that fraud and cheating has not taken place in Texas right. and in particular in East Texas. That's what she said That's to right. me today. Mm-hmm. So, yep. But they cheat on a professional because, because, level, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. They, they cheat on a professional. Yeah. They're organized and professional in their cheating. It, it's yeah. not yeah. random. That's they're right. consistent. That's right. And it's the same message every time. Every time. Well, I think then the CPR look at it, Mike. And CPR look at that. Oh, absolutely. No, I you, agree. You're absolutely right. A- absolutely. I agree. I agree. Well, yeah. isn't it interesting that, and Miss Rihanna can tell you that, and maybe I'm sure you guys as well, every single time my numbers are the same identical, but we know yeah. that we, our boots are on the ground out there. We're talking and registering younger people and other people mm-hmm. who have not voted before, who did vote, and we know how right. they voted, and, and right. still the numbers still the same. And so they never yeah. know how to, they, The, the they data does change. not match ever. It, there you go. It never matches. Yeah. And then yeah. we get calls every election day starting first thing in the morning. I still even get calls on my cell phone yeah. from, yeah. you know, telling them just to call us of reporting the same nonsense over exactly. and over again. They're, you know, they had to stand in line and, you know, the power cord thing was, you know, was gone. The machine changed their vote, and then they couldn't get it confirmed, but they stayed until they did. It's always the same kind of shenanigans. And the Texas officials, I mean, they broadcast it. All Republicans do. But whatever they accuse the Democrats of doing, just go check on it because that's what they're doing. (laughs) You can't say it ain't cheating in Texas. We got some. You know, we got some of them. Well, well, anyway, I'm just going to say this. We have some special... (laughs) Uh, we have some special races here in Texas, and uh, yeah. they bear us watching. Yeah. They're what? I'm sorry, I missed okay. that. They're what, Mr. Arthur? I, I, I say I say we have some special races here in Texas, and they bear watching. Yeah. Yes. 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 There you go. You're See, that's the correct. thing. Republicans don't really want this blue ribbon voter fraud commission that they're trying to say they want to hold. They don't actually want that. They don't want one Republican who is has actual integrity and one Democrat who has actual integrity to head up a, a blue ribbon voter fraud commission because they'll never go through with it because they'll <laughs> they'll get caught <laughs> for yes. what they do. And, you know, if yeah, they don't issue. recall – oh, go ahead, go ahead. 
I heard something interesting today. Uh, uh, they say by them attacking the Electoral College the way they're doing it, it could help get rid of it and go to the popular vote. Yes, that's exactly right. That's what Which one, of, one of our them. congressmen, yes, Massey, our, one of our idiot congressmen from Kentucky up here, uh, he came out just today, and he's one of the he's one of the Q Q nuts who goes along with every crazy wackadoodle idea that they come up with. He came out today and said, warned his colleagues, "Don't you do this? You're threatening the electoral college system if you do this." And that's immediately. I mean, it's not even code language anymore. We know what he means. Right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're you're messing open. with fire. We're not going to get elected anymore. Right. Let me jump in, Miss Rihanna, and uh, open Dr. Hagney's line. He's in at, at the 903 number, and then we'll continue the conversation. Oh, we want to welcome him back in tonight. Uh, he's going to give us a little tidbits of the Zoom that we're going to have later on. Uh, he'll tell us the date and all of that because you know that we we finally got our vaccines into uh, East Texas and, and particularly into Tyler, Texas, uh, the vaccines. And so he we had him on uh, last time as our guest and before the holiday. And so we want to bring him back in. Uh, Dr. Hagney, are you there? I think your line is open. Hello. How are you? How you doing? doing? Welcome. Thank well, you. Happy New, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brother Hagney. Yeah. <laughs> we're, glad, we're glad to have you back in here uh, tonight with us. We, we'll continue on with this conversation a little bit, Dr. Hagney. You may want to jump in. I don't know, uh, but oh, yeah. uh, we're oh, talking about whether. Out. Yes, and then we and then we got to open up and let you uh, bring us up to date on a couple of things as far as the vaccine is concerned, and uh, okay. and then we'll we'll go back to our regular. But yeah. but guys, yeah. so you feel that you feel that there is definitely voter fraud. In Texas, so my question, I guess, would be this evening: Is what are we going to do about it? I heard uh, Mr. Arthur said that this is an issue that uh, the NAACP uh, needs to take a look at. And so, do we start locally, or do we go straight to Texas, Austin, uh, to our um, our leader at the uh, at the Texas level? Just where do you think we should go with this? Because we already, uh, even even right now, Ted Cruz is saying he's going to object to the certification of the Biden-Harris victory. Uh, and and we, he knows very, very well. I mean, this is a guy that was vilified by Trump. And they went back and forth with each other, right? Talked about his wife, talked about, oh, my goodness. So where do we go from here? With that, how, how are we going to handle this? Because I said NAACP, I said NAACP because uh, we're going to have we we weren't able to have our normal state conference for 2020, right? Uh, right. So we're going to be having it this Thursday online. So uh, so that's right. one of the, that's I got right. a couple of things that, that I'm going to uh, try to uh, bring uh, bring to bring the resolution forward. committee, uh, okay. and that's going to be one of them. Okay, very good. Because because we know Dan Patrick, of all people, uh, says that there's no evidence of widespread, but just because there's no evidence of widespread does not mean that there's no evidence of uh, fraud in certain areas, is what we're saying Dan tonight, said I old, believe. Dan Patrick said old people die for the economy. So yes, he did. Dan Patrick, yeah, Dan Patrick. Yeah, that, that's why I say of all people. I mean, we uh-huh. don't put too much stake into very much that he says. Uh, but but um, right. but I, well, but I think selectively what I heard, define okay. voter fraud. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. No, no. Br- good point. Bring bring that on forward, Miss Rihanna. Tell us more. Well, they 
they selectively, um, they're very creative with how they define voter fraud. They're, you know, it's a very specific type of thing that they're talking about, and the specific type of thing that they're talking about is doesn't happen. You know, dead people voting, uh, yes. things like that. And actually, the, uh, the in-person voter fraud, you know, <laughs> a lot of times that we've seen, it's happened a few times in 2016 and in 2020, and it was people actually voting for Donald, trying to vote for Donald Trump a few different times. Sure. You know, and sure. he, I mean, it's, you know, that sort of thing. And so when they say, you know, widespread voter fraud that could change an election, well, they ignored an attack on our electoral system that occurred in, tw- in 2016, at that, an actual attack. A cyber attack and a disinformation attack, um, you know, a, a Russian psyop attack that was actually launched on our electoral system, and they did everything that they could to deny that it happened, to you know, right. not properly fund for cybersecurity things like that. So when they say, "Oh, you know, we need to look into this," what they want to, what they actually mean is, "Oh, we want to entertain the anecdotal." evidence of you know these wackadoodle people that rudy giuliani finds off the street you know to come and say that they they saw a van that had biden and harris written on it and somebody unloading boxes of votes from dead people with no evidence and why did they want you know they, and rihanna why do they want to do that rihanna, rihanna why do they want to do that i'm asking why do they want to do that to waste time and the, the whole thing is <laughs> it's to create voter suppression, to create new rules to make it harder for people who they don't want voting to vote. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, exactly. and to, cre- and to exactly. create, and to yeah, create exactly. doubt, uh, Mr. Arthur, in, in yes. conjunction to what Ms. Rihanna says, to create doubt in the minds of people, mm-hmm. to keep people from mm-hmm. the voting booth, because many people think my vote doesn't count. So that's a way right. for them to continue to make people feel their vote doesn't count. And especially we know right. that in November, this past election, uh, what's his name, Dan Patrick, uh, he put out mm-hmm. a million-dollar reward, right? Remember, remember when he was yes. trying to incentivize by putting a $1 million out there uh, to find if there's any voter fraud in Texas, he was going to pay $1 million to the person who but, found but you the voter re- fraud. But we report these things. We have Texans reporting these actual All cases of voter day. suppression. Yes. Every That's time, it. and they, you know, Dan Every Patrick time. doesn't want to hear it. And also, nope. can I just point out that if they were actually interested, if they actually cared, then their their eyes wouldn't glaze over with that yeah. dumbfounded look every single time the Brennan mm-hmm. Center uh, large scale voter fraud study that was done that that uh, looked at. The you know last billion votes cast up until the point that they started you know uh, conducted mm-hmm. the study that found like 19 cases of in-person voter fraud over a billion votes cast. Uh, the the Bush administration launched a voter fraud a huge voter fraud commission that found that in-person yeah. voter fraud is not happening. 
The Cato right. Institute puts out their studies. And every time you mention these things to a Republican, they just kind of like they look at you like you're crazy. And they, well, that's just data. What are you talking about? That's, I mean, that's not real. Sure. My, I, my sure. uncle said that he saw a dead guy voting. So that, you know, that's evidence. And it, you know, they don't, they're not interested in the actual evidence. No, no, you're, you're 100% correct. Uh, it's, it's really a sad thing to think that this is the 21st century. We're in 2021 and we're talking about and reliving issues that happened years ago. And that is still trying to keep, we have a law right in our constitution that we should be, everybody should be able, all Americans should be able to vote. And then we're still talking about the fact that they're still trying to stop black people from voting in this country. Right. And, and and then right. said because people wanted their mail-in ballots to be mailed in during this coronavirus, this pandemic that we are <laughs> still experiencing right now in our yeah. states in America, which now the, I'm going to let this segue over into uh, Dr. Richard Hagney uh, and what he's going to bring to us tonight. And then we're going to get back to, uh, to our conversation within the next, uh, next segment, next half of our uh, program. Dr. Hagney, thank you so much for coming on well, and being with us again tonight. Uh, we always oh, appreciate this great information that you bring to us. Go ahead. Very good. Thanks. That, that was a very interesting conversation. I'll make a couple of comments. <laughs> really, you're, you're confirming why uh, here, I know you mentioned East Texas. I tell people, each of Texas is East Texas. Uh, why in East, uh, East Texas we are developing the uh, Northeast Texas Healthcare Task Force. Uh, yeah. and, what, and as I said last week, the reason why we call it a task force and not a committee, it's sort of known if you, if you want, don't want to get anything done, give it to a committee. So that's why mm-hmm. we're not calling this a committee because we're going to look for a result. Now, you're there you go. why we're approaching this is because really you're touched on it throughout and why what's happening in America, why it's happening in America. We are setting this task force together to be the liaison between federal government and state government to reach the rural minority community. Uh, let me tell you why that's significant, because when um, across America, when they talk about issues and everything, they're basically not talking about rural populations. The reason why that's so is because the rural population is basically not involved in any of the national, state, or local focus of programs. So when you live in a rural area, usually African-American and other minority groups are the last one to hear about anything that's coming out of Washington, D.C., out of Austin, or anywhere else. So in yes. relation to this virus, it's very important. And tell you why we set this task force up this way, because what's represented in this task force, starting with the church all the way across, I'm just going to name some of the categories we identify, uh, churches, nurse groups, physician groups, electoral groups, agriculture groups, pharmacy groups, uh, HBCUs, Asian, Asian American, Native American, Hispanic American, African Americans, nonprofits, uh, entrepreneurial, the kind of judges, uh, communication, uh, barbershops, beauty shops, social workers, uh, criminal justice system, inequality. Now, if you look at all those reasons why those individuals are important, that's how you solve issues and problems in America as it relates to the minority community. Because what's what occurring throughout, there is a lack of 
uh, networking, or we're connecting the dots. You know, if you look at one component or if you don't connect the dots, uh, you have a complete problem. Classic example, when you look at why the minority groups or the target groups have the greatest response to this virus is because preconditions. So when you think about preconditions in African-American native groups, you're talking about nutrition and all those like diabetes, heart attacks, and all those. Why those are cured? Why have they occurred and why they are an issue? And when you address this issue, you have to include that. That's what, so when we look at the groups we have in here, that's recognized. So to combat this, you have to com combat the whole issue to solve the problem. Uh, a way America has been able to elude uh, and do what they've been doing for the last 20 years is because they never address the problem across the board. They address it maybe just voting rights. They might be uh, education, uh, criminal justice system, but they never link all those groups together to solve the problem. So that's why with this, with this task force, all those groups are being represented so they can come to the table and represent their areas and also take information back to the area. And I mentioned the church first. Historically in the history of this country, uh, the way the black community goes is the way the black church goes. If you don't include the black church in, to reach the minority community, uh, particularly uh, rural community, uh, very few programs are going to be successful, meaning that you're not going to reach a lot of individuals. That's a great concern now with this vaccine and administration component that we are, will be included in those administrations. So that's why uh, this whole task force is geared through the black church taking leadership to identify individuals in our community, but also historically the black church has always been, has been the information center for the black community. If you look back in that history, Everything in our community got started out of the black church, whether it be education or even health care, the, the midwives earlier, uh, all that started out of the black church. And so that's why, and so what we sort of going to try to arrive at right currently because that's not the basis of how we reach the black community now through the black church. And, of course, also centered in that, we have to remember the, the creator and the creation. We have gotten to the point we are, we'll spend more time focusing on the creation versus the creator. And I say this alluding to developing this virus. When God said it's finished, it was all finished. Nothing, man has never has not created anything new since God said it's finished. That, that's including the virus. The virus and the treatment of the virus and cure the virus was, was part of that I'm finished statement. And so, so that, that brings into the virus into the discussion of the virus, why this virus and what's appearing with this virus and what it's doing. And that's why the educational component about is to understand viruses, understand bacteria, understand antibiotics, understand the therapy and treatment program. That has sort of gone awry. We sort of uh, need to continue our research with the viruses. I'm going to mention the new strands that occur and why those new strands occur. And there is a second new one out of South Africa. You know, you heard about the one in Europe, and very few people saying a little about the one in Denmark that affects yeah. animals more so. But, uh, That's right. but it was all created. None of this is new. This, the advice is not new. When God says finished, it was finished. All we do, all man do, we, we just discover things. You know, we just, we, we've discovered the virus. We also, we discovered the treatment of the virus. Now, what's important about this virus and what's, why it's so unique and why it's so serious and while we have to get the information out to 
all communities, but particularly the minority communities that are affected, is how this virus is mutating, and which makes it very unique and very different. And so in the treatment of therapy and for getting the information out to our community, that's what our major focus. We're going to have to get out because when we talk about herd immunity, we must get over 75% of the population um, vaccinated. That's when you develop the immunity for the jersey. So that's very important. But in the discussion about how this virus functions, this virus is just like a lock and key. It attaches itself. And so and there was a discussion today. Uh, they were talking about why uh, American fat, obesity in the American population is 40%. In other words, 40% of Americans are obese. We're finding now that the obese individuals are a major target. The reason why that's been discussed possibly is because the fat cell uh, attaches very easily to the virus. So, therefore, that's why we've seen obese individuals being infected disproportionately with this virus. So that information we have to, uh, and so when you look at individuals, think about health care, you have to target those individuals and get information to them, but also it's back to health components. I mentioned we have agriculture involved as task force. Because when you look at healthcare, it's all centered around nutrition, whether it be diabetes and all, we go down the list. So, therefore, agriculture has to be to the table when you're talking about solving the problem in all communities, particularly in African American communities, because it's because our dietary habits and lack of habits, where we are now with diabetes and heart disease, all those, but that has to be brought to the table nutrition, food stuff, and it has to be part of the overall discussion. So, that's how our task force is set, set together. But I just want to make a point when, when, when the discussion of the manufacturing of this drug, this vaccine, the, the, we mm-hmm. see the, the distribution there. And then classic question, why weren't we prepared for the administration of the drug? See, see now, it's one thing to make a, the vaccine, okay, but another thing to get it, it immunized in someone's arm. We, there was right. basically no plan put together for the administration of the the vaccine. Now, we're talking about America, Uh, you know, the richest country in the world and all education, all other factors, all accolades we can play. But how do we not anticipate the administration of the vaccine? The classic question is, the classic answer is because we do not have a national health care system. We have a system in which Washington allowed the governors to determine at the state level what needs to take place. And none of these agents, whether whether the government level or state level, had a plan in place for the administration of the vaccine. So that's where the predicament we are right now, and that's what we have to look at and solve. But we have to not forget there's a need when other countries can – implement things and don't have to go to governors mm-hmm. with other different opinions and everything because they have national mm-hmm. programs. Okay, you know, uh, Dr. So, uh, Hagney, I'm going to jump in with you. Uh, great information, great information. So um, so what I want to address a little bit, and, uh, and, and I want to let everybody know that's listening out there that we have already started to implement the vaccines uh, here. Uh, we started with uh, a little over two weeks ago uh, with the Pfizer Vaccine, and we know that that uh, vaccine is the one that's required to be under um, 
high temperatures of uh, refrigeration. And then last week uh, we brought in the Moderna, and then that one can be kept in the refrigerator, which is a good thing. And that's really my preference that because it's just a real iffy and, and sticky situation to make sure that that the uh, Pfizer is kept under the uh, the refrigeration that is required. Uh, in order for it to be uh, successful, uh, then uh, then of course this week, uh, next week, maybe maybe even this week, we're supposed to be getting the uh, uh, AstraZeneca. But but mm-hmm. what I want to talk about, and you laid it out so beautifully, and how that everything that we always needed to get the information out there to the public, to the community, we had to go through people like Pastor Cooper and the churches. And I remember when my grandfather and my father and my ancestors, our ancestors back then, uh, brought the NAACP chapter in, uh, into uh, Smith County in the 40s, and they went straight to the churches uh, to bring that information. So, so the question that I want us to kind of focus on a little bit is, uh, is the, uh, the risk factors, and, and not so much even as the risk factors, but, but maybe I should say uh, the trust factor rather than the risk mm-hmm. factor, because every drug mm-hmm. has a risk. You, mm-hmm. the pharmacist, you know that. Mm-hmm. There are side mm-hmm. effects to everything. Mm-hmm. And I tell people uh, when I'm talking about the vaccine uh, on radio or if I'm talking to them one-on-one or, or on a Zoom, I say, um, uh, penicillin is probably an aspirin. Those are one of the most important, well, the most used drugs in this country. I say I'm allergic mm-hmm. to amoxicillin, but you may not, mm-hmm. but nobody else on this air may be allergic to amoxicillin. So, so mm-hmm. you, and I didn't know I was allergic to it until my physician gave it to me and it threw me in the hospital for seven days uh, to get mm-hmm. past that. I know not mm-hmm. to take amoxicillin, but what I want to talk about is the trust factor that some of our uh, people of color still seem to have because of the fact of history, our past history. We know uh, our history. We know what happened with the Tuskegee uh, experiment, and not just the Tuskegee. That's the most noted one, the one that people talk about a lot, but there was other uh, experiments that were used uh, and tested on people of color uh, before maybe it was tested on uh, anybody else. And, and so we had some uh, not so good uh, outcome. Can you just dialogue just a, a little bit on uh, on the fact that we know that we've lost thousands and thousands of people. And I, I tell people very frequently, I lost six people in my family to COVID-19. And so we don't want to live the rest of our lives in masks and gloves and gowns and all of that unless we're working in a hospital on duty at that particular time or in an office, clinic, whatever. So let's talk a little bit about that vaccine and, and the trust factors and why it's so important for us to get that herd immunity, not by death, but by vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Dr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hackney. Yes, Thanks. you know, that's, that's back to the, the information, the early information about drugs. So, you know, the reason why your body responds and reacts to a drug is because the surgeon is not supposed to be there. That's why we have all these allergies, and that's why you identify the allergies. But like you so stated, we take so many other medications. In the development of medication, clinical trial, all medication have some adverse reaction to human. That's why we have all individual, you know, in, in, possibly in those clinical trials so we can identify those, 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 those allergies. Uh, and so all the bodies are not the same. Uh, that's why we always tell people that. So uh, just because one person has an allergy, whether it be P. 
peanut butter or whatever like that. You have to identify that, that allergy, and then you know to go from there. But the way to find out the allergy is the administration of it. I know we tend to, uh, the, the maize and we tend to, in our communities, things that are so negative, those are things we remember. Uh, and, and we don't, we, it seems like always the bad things we remember and not the good things we remember. And so, but we got to talk about the features and benefits of vaccine. And so, I, you know, that's sort of related to when you don't know, you, you tend to believe the worst person when you. So, what we need to have more information out there, about not only about this vaccine, but everything else we do, where we wind up uh, uh, at the end of the totem pole. So, therefore, it's one of those situations, the vaccine. This, this virus is a very unique um, virus, and there's no difference, sure. difference from any other disease we mentally. There's no question that we have to get this. Back to the confidence, our healthcare professionals, our doctors, our nurses, uh, our pastors, people, we're not in everything. It could be family members. If any of it is right. a person that you trust in your, your neighborhood, uh, in your right. life. That's why I say in discussion, we don't like to lecture. We want almost communication. Who is it you trust? To, uh, you can go to family, you can go to family reunion and line people up and say, who in this family group do you trust? You know, it might be uncle, so and so and so and so. And that's, that's what we need to be able to do. That's why the churches, the pastors, and the individual in the community uh, need to speak out and say, you know, talk about the positives up here and also think about, other people versus yourself that this is all about. I think that I think that's what's important to unify you to understand that you're not only about you, you're talking about family, you're talking about your family members. You remember mm-hmm. you mentioned other people in your family who have passed because of the virus. So it's not about us. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's about everybody. That's why, the, right. that's why the immunity is so important. We may say you sure. You might not want to take it for you, but take it for your cousin. Take it for your grandparent. Take it for someone that if you come in contact with, uh, may not even have the uh, symptoms, you're going to stole right. them. So you're taking it not for you, not for yourself. Not, not just yourself, for yourself. Not mm-hmm. just for yourself. Think about your right. community. Think about your grandparents. Think about your cousin. Think about the people, anybody you're going to interact with. Think about them before you think about yourself. So that's another that's one of the major reasons the trust factor is important. And also ask questions. Right. Uh, there, there are needs for people ask questions. Ask questions. Yeah. You know, one thing, right. we, go, we go to the doctor's office and we, we go through everything in the doctor's office and walk out and never ask a question. You know, I always tell you, we right. go to the doctor's office and, and they do whatever they diagnose us. They write, a piece, they write a drug on a piece of paper. We don't know what that drug is on a piece of paper. We take that prescription. Go to a pharmacy. Right straight, right straight to you, don't we? We, we, yeah. we walk right out of there and take that medication. No. Ask, ask no question. Physician, all the way to the pharmacy. And you just take well, I think, Dr. Hagney, so. right, and let me throw this in there, and you're, you're 100% uh, correct. Uh, of people now, as a medical person myself, I, I read, if I don't recognize the drug, I read all about it. And, and keep in mind, I spent 50 years in this profession working. But if I see it, but there's some new drugs out there. So if I see a drug and, and, and I take little to no, no medication, period. But if I saw, but if I was given a drug that I didn't recognize, I'm going to look that drug up. I, I want to know all yeah. about it before I put it yep. in my mouth. Uh, but, yep. but we know that everybody is not going to, to possibly do that. 
So that's why it's so important for us back to these faith leaders that you're talking about, the black faith leaders in our community, and not just the uh, the faith leaders uh, like Pastor Cooper, but even people maybe in his uh, his parishioners who are black role oh, yes. models in yes. our communities to help to yes. alleviate of the skepticism that African-Americans yes. have in regards to this, because we already know we've lost more than 300,000 300, 300, more Americans, they say, is going to lose their lives, I believe. That's right. Uh, Rihanna, That's I think right. they say within the next month. So, and then we know we know that black people are two times, uh, 2.8 times more uh, than than people that look like Miss Rihanna are going to likely die uh, yeah. from this yeah. coronavirus, and that those are CDC got uh, statistics, That's right. right? That's right. So we got to We can't con- you, go ahead. We're talking about we're, ahead. We're, we're possibly talking about losing a generation of people. There, exactly. Just, exactly. Just and and I can tell you. Well, I can tell you this, and then we're going to bring the rest of the team in because uh, I'm sure that they may have some questions for you or some comments. But I can tell you this. I don't want to have to have another Christmas where I'm in my, with my children. And we, we're used to having, and, and Ms. Rihanna can tell you this, we used to having 50, 60, 70 people at holiday mm-hmm. and Christmas time, at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. time, uh, out mm-hmm. on our compound, so to speak, on the land, uh, just really mm-hmm. having a great time. And where this Christmas, mm-hmm. it was my son and his two children and wife and my husband mm-hmm. and myself, my daughter, mm-hmm. and then her parents and her son. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then we're, we're all walking around there with masks on and trying to stay as much away from each other as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to live another Christ, uh, a Christmas time or any time like that. Yeah. So that's the more reason that I say mm-hmm. uh, to people, uh, we, we have to trust science because I can tell you this, and you you know that, and everybody that's on all the team members, that there's been a lot of years that's been spent on uh, vaccines for coronaviruses. So it's mm-hmm. even though they mm-hmm. put this together real fast, they work 24-7 mm-hmm. on this, mm-hmm. but we have old history of people mm-hmm. working on putting vaccines right. together. Exactly. Let me ask you Can I ask a question right quick? Please go right. Jump in there, team. Jump in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's it going, there, brother? Uh, yes, sir. Is the and I know y'all just coming together and y'all just doing this, but I'm sure it's going to be a, kind of a long term plan. <clears throat> uh, are you uh, are you guys making plans for the uh, post traumatic stress uh, uh, mental health issues that's going to rise from this whole uh, pandemic and and, and electodemic? Oh yes, yes. There's the one of the groups, the social work group there. Yeah, because because this is long term. You see, very few people talk about the the after effects, long term side effects like this virus. But we're seeing there are some long term side effects, and so therefore that whole that whole body, that this continuation of after this period, what how are we going to address these issues? And when you mention mental health, there's a lot of indicators. There are a lot of Factors causing increase in mental health, the isolation, and other factors. So yeah, that's definitely an area we're we're talking about continuing the. It's going to be a continuing research, uh, and what's going to be really important is that we will be involved in the uh, from the from the task force viewpoint. We're going to be involved at the at the head table. Now, yeah. and see this model. I'm just this model can be moved to other southern states. I'm just I'm quoting on that, but. See, the model we're talking about, this model should be looked at 
into over the Mississippi, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and all those areas. Because I've heard some reports, there are some counties in Georgia that don't even have a hospital. I'm just yeah. not heard. There, there, how about there's some now, counties in East Texas that does no, not have a hospital? Yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's, <laughs> that's one. We have, that's you. I have an entrepreneur here site, and that we're looking at looking at all the East and East Texas and identifying sites where there might be a health clinic. Might need to be a health clinic. And see, right. that's we see nobody at Washington not going to do that. Austin not going to do that. Most people don't look like us. Not going to do that. We're going to go in these neighborhoods and say that we we transportation issue. We need a health clinic in at this site. On the entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. we're talking about designing a clinic in that site and and, and actually staffing that and raising funds and everything to do that. But so what's also interesting about that? The potential when we could talk to the HBCU, HBCU medical school, the Meharry, the uh, the Howard, uh, those you have residents that need to be trained, they need to train somewhere. Why don't you think about signing your residents in some of these places that don't have any clinic, and then turn around to the government and say, okay, you can defray their whole medical expense if they intern a resident in a clinic in a minority neighborhood. Yeah. We have four or five okay. black medical schools. That, and so, so yeah, that, yeah, that would be a follow-up to mental health, all of the issues, clinic issues, and, uh, and also that equity component uh, is going to look and make sure we are being treated fairly throughout the system. We're not going to take someone and, worse. And, and, and we get, just remember this, we're getting ready to have a medical school right here in Tyler, Texas, at University of Texas. And so, and we thank Dr. Kurt Calhoun and, and Dr. Tidwell uh, for, mm-hmm. for coming together and uh, with, with the healthcare sciences and, and the university mm-hmm. coming together to work uh, as a team to make sure that that happens. Because I can tell you right now that MedHealth covers 16 counties uh, in East Texas, and there are several counties that don't have even a clinic. Uh, in it, okay. they may have a doctor's mm-hmm. office, but they're having to bring the patients into Tyler, Texas, because we're the medical hub uh, in mm-hmm. uh, northeast in East Texas, uh, specifically. Even even in Terrell, Texas, if you think about there, there's a clinic, there's a, a Baylor Scott and White clinic there, but the mm-hmm. hospital closed. Of course, that so we have the state hospital there, but that's not a mm-hmm. regular medical hospital that you're gonna. Uh, that you're going to need, but but even in in Terrell mm. proper, there is not a hospital. We know Terrell is a good sized city, and look look if you drive down mm-hmm. I-20, we can see all the growth in Terrell, Texas. But there's mm-hmm. no hospital mm-hmm. there, uh, just that small clinic there on hey, on Virginia. Hey, hey, hey. Go ahead. Hey, 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 Terrell wouldn't even put it in their newspaper neither time. But I just wanted to start that on. But that's what and, and we and we had a black no mayor there at one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it ended up closing up. We don't have one in Upshur County. Go ahead. So, so, so we're going to now. That's, that's part of the analysis. We're gonna, that's the analysis we're going to do. Because I think that's HBCU there in Terrell Southwest. Southwestern Christian College. That's my husband's alma mater and my daughter's alma mater. They have a four-year theology school. They have a four-year technology, and then everything else is a two-year program. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't mention that, but the other HBCU is going to be involved with this task force. 
uh, Texas College, Jarvis, and Wiley, and Southwestern. Right. That's why I knew about Southwestern. Because, see, it's not, it's not by accident that the HBCUs are located where they're located. And they're located in specific areas, and they're, they're underutilized. So we don't utilize them. There are all sorts of students, all sorts of talents on those campuses. They are from those communities. Those kids are from those neighborhoods. They know yeah. the grandparents. Yeah. So they're, they're sure. our major resources that are untapped in this whole design. But we are going to untap that. We're going to utilize them. Okay, Pastor, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm thinking about Pastor Cooper. Uh, Dr. Hagney, there, hmm. there, uh, there's a couple of uh, pastors and mega churches. When, when I say mega churches, we know it. We're talking about the really large, excessive mm-hmm. uh, membership. There's one out of and 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 we may. What I always say, and because you mentioned other states, is that we we need to collaborate and coalesce across the country uh, for the mm-hmm. same uh, purpose. And then we have a, a pastor out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. I believe it is uh, A.R. Bernard uh, that came on uh, one of the news programs talking about the same thing. And I thought about, oh, wow, that's the same. He's talking about doing that was back in December, uh, doing the same just before Christmas, doing the same identical thing that we're talking about doing. They're Mm -hmm. they're doing as well. Uh, So so sometimes we're stronger when we marry together. And then there's another one out of, uh, I believe, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Another mega mm-hmm. church out of St. Louis, Missouri, where those two guys were on, and I, I think his name, um, I can't remember, Elijah, I, I can't remember. I, I know, but, yeah, but I've heard him, what of, he's uh, doing in St. Louis. Yes, Hankerson, Hankerson, Hankerson. I thought about it because I have Hank Gilbert's, he's got part of Hank Gilbert's name. So, mm-hmm. so he's from the Church of God in Christ. And then the okay. other one, I'm not sure uh, uh, what his um, denomination is. But uh, but these are people that, as you laid out so beautifully, that we have to connect with people everywhere because the same thing is happening all across uh, the nation. Pastor Cooper, do you you want to jump in? You have some comments because uh, he has his church there in uh, Beaumont. Pastor Cooper, go ahead. Yeah, you have yeah. Some comments oh, a- absolutely. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, the thing that comes to mind with me, again, is scripture and uh, our people perish for lack of knowledge. And yeah. uh, this is the hardest part, the communication of it. And so my hat's off to you, Dr. McKellar, for having this show. And I'm learning more and more about it. I didn't realize that people come on and you don't charge them a fee. That's a lot of money yeah. that could have been charged <laughs> for this type of knowledge. And so yeah. uh, hats yeah. off to the owner. I, I've been on a couple times with him. So this is the key. And so yeah. we have to continue to connect the dots and bring those mega churches together that's in Dallas, Fort mm-hmm. Worth, uh, Beaumont, yeah. Houston, because – when you start talking about 1,000 to 50,000 people, and they're more than just Joel Osteen out there that's mega churches. People there don't you realize. Go. Mm-hmm. There, 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 there you go. We just don't get the same props. Uh, there, you as, as there you the go. There you go. Joel Osteen of the world. Because there, there, there's go. so many churches out there. There's Ralph there West right there in Houston, Texas, that's 28,000 yeah. members strong. That there just you go. Pulled and, out and, of, uh, and Dr. Hillier. Dr. Hillier. And Dr. Hillier. Hillier. I had to make it there. He's in Beaumont. He, and he's retired, and his daughters are taking over. And, and his daughter took over. Beaumont. Yes, she did. Daughter yeah. took over, yeah. Well, he has another daughter right. that took over churches in Beaumont that's growing. It's going to be a mega church pretty wow. soon. So, I mean, oh, I didn't, I didn't so realize can, that. Can, yeah, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, the son-in-law, but there's a daughter that – that's just as strong as the daughter yeah. that's taking over the one that's in Houston. I, I, so, know, them very, I know them locations. very well. I know them yeah. very, very well. 
and yeah. but their their granddaughter came to uh, SFA, and so we were working hand in hand with some of this down there on the campus. Uh, the uh, they were part of the Democratic Club on campus mm-hmm. there at SFA, and that's how I got mm-hmm. to meet the Hilliards up close and personal. They would come and visit their daughter. She's now granddaughter, rather. She's now since graduated, but I got to be up close and personal with uh, Dr. Hilliard, and at that time. That's when he was getting ready to retire or had just retired, and the daughter had taken over in the Houston uh, campus, but I didn't realize they had a campus over in Beaumont as well. And in then, of Beaumont. course, we, everybody knows T.D. Jakes, right, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and uh, the size of his, of his congregation, but it takes and, – and, and, of course, uh, Dr. Freddie Haynes. Uh, who mm-hmm. is doing Great, great work Lord. there yeah. Right Oh my gosh He's an amazing gentleman So these are mm-hmm. These are other people That we can uh, Throw our, our Fishing out. net out there And drag mm-hmm. them on in uh, mm-hmm. Because we have mm-hmm. the same goals And directions in mind Anybody mm-hmm. go ahead mm-hmm. Dr. Hagney If you have anything oh. Else I, I'm excited I I'm excited about it Tell us about the Zoom that, uh, And I think the Zoom is specifically The first Zoom is specifically for uh, For those that are on the task force For right now, is that correct? Right The uh, we are, okay. That Zoom meeting is going to be uh, On the week from tonight uh, Yes, 530 And I have a whole group Coordinating that and so we have representatives uh, on the task force at this first Zoom meeting. That just is so introduced so they get to know each other and working. But there will be major, uh, each individual will have major responsibilities. And that's when, like under the church, when you're talking about network and all the negative churches, that could be, that would be one of those responsibilities on the church arm. Uh, and also the communication arm. So, yes. And so the next Zoom, we will, we will expand them out. But also with the discussion on the Zoom is that it's training pro virtual training program in, into the churches. Yeah, uh, and, and so we can have to have to have class because everything's virtual now. So we are training right. individuals. We are there going we're work on a a Zoom virtual training session that could be in the churches that relate to what we a lot of what we're talking about. Basically we're gonna be focusing on developing individuals recognizing your potential. Back to what Miles uh, Monroe talked about. The, once we do that, and we want, what, so we need to know who we are, and we have to rely on other people, and other people are doing to us. They're going to continue doing that until we know who we are. See, yeah. so okay. that's, that's going to be part of that developing who we are, and then also we're going to step out because the ground and playing field is level now. We're also step out and develop these programs across the country because you know. So that and so that's what we'll be doing part of those educational programs inside the churches. Now, also, I'm looking for someone, a good communication person. I, I, that basically coordinate the radio, TV, uh, PSAs, pamphlets, because we're talking about developing flyers that would be placed in the churches. Now, I'm talking about flyers the individual can understand in, 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 uh, in that component. Also, the directory of all the healthcare professionals, we're just talking about East Texas now, because who are... Uh, mm-hmm. That's in East Texas, so we know where the black physicians are, where we know where the black nurses are, and also we know where areas that need to be a black clinic. Because that's the entrepreneurial side. We want to grow some business in healthcare. We want to grow some uh, careers in healthcare. Because one of the problems now with administration is, you know, there's a need to help additional healthcare workers to help fill the administration these shops. 
Okay, so let me jump. Let me jump. This is exactly one question. Oh, go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Doctor, you know, I've heard you comment. You know, like last time, this time we say the plant, the the plant field is level. Could, could, could you yes. explain to us exactly what does that mean when you say the plant field is level? <laughs> what it is? Because you look at back, look at back, back at our history. When we were bought here on, on slave ships and on the plantations. We we were we were we basically were control. We didn't have the ability to do what we wanted to. What happened in, in, out in uh, after you know emancipation when the black citizens were started, when we left farm plantations, we want to start a city. We didn't want to city, but those cities were both burnt and destroyed. You know, but now, but now we so we reverted back to someone else doing things for us. We thought about Washington D.C. We thought the ice was cold on the other side of the fence, and we stopped cooking. Later on, I heard me say this. We stopped cooking. We started doing everything. We weren't doing anything for ourselves because, to a certain extent, we were sort of handicapped. To a certain extent, someone sort of had their foot on our neck. But that, that's not fair anymore now. You know, we we got on yellow buses because we thought we could learn more by being bused to the other side of town. So we know education that that wasn't totally true now. So even what we've seen in healthcare, we rely on other individuals to treat us and all that. But now we have the opportunity. We have got God always blessed us. What I want to say, what we recognize now, what God has always always created us to do. We can do we can do things on our own now. You know, we can, we can we can look at in our community. We can develop our community. We can do education, healthcare, all those things. We can uh, jobs. So we can do those things now. So for example, in Rise now. No one has answered. Okay, Mr. Arthur. Mr. Arthur, you want to you want to dialogue on that because I I I know where you're coming from, and and I'm I'm right there where you're coming from, Uh, but let's just let's deal with that for just a minute. Is the playing field for black folk as level as the playing field for white folk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and my only, con- my only concern was that <clears throat> was to, you know, because we don't want to mislead nobody. Because we're just coming out of a time period where where I, I had convinced folks that stuff was like it is right now. And, and and now that it is like it is right now, I don't want them to think all of a sudden it ain't like that and everything is level. Because I can't think of anything right now that has changed where I should look at and say, Hey, that wasn't level, but now that's level because everything is moving right now. So uh, I would, I guess and, and I like to say, and I like to say about about what people can do. But I think when we use the word "we" and "us," when we explain our personal, you know, positions, I think that's when it kind of gets, you know, kind of vague. So I'm just trying to be clear about. Mm. Uh, reality of where we are right now. I mean, I got with and, and I want, and Ms. I will, I, let me jump in just a second, guys. Miss Rihanna, I want you to pull some statistics. Uh, I want you to, to to work with that question. Pull some statistics because we there was a peer review. Uh, I think it was at the early part of this year, and and that and there was a large number of probably about half of uh, of black folks felt that uh, that there was an impact on them being able to. Get ahead now. I agree with uh, Dr. Hagney that things are much, and I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase it a little differently. Things mm-hmm. are so much better 
than what they yes. used to be. We have yes. to say that. We know that. And, and the yes. things that he laid out is absolutely uh, correct. Uh, but we have to make sure that that, that playing field, that once we on that playing field, that we're able to get the funding, the resources, and all the things that, that other folk get easily that we don't have to fight so hard to get. And we mm-hmm. still, the, fight is sti- the fight is still there. We, we, cannot, right. uh, we cannot say that it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. But the field is better. At least we can step yeah. on the playing field. And I right. think that's what Dr. Hagney is saying. That's we right. can get on that field. We just got to, may have to work a little harder to get the things that we need. And so, Ms. Rihanna, if you find something uh, that, that saying, you can bring and, in. And, and, go, and all I'm just ahead. saying is that, yeah, yeah, and I'm saying, yeah, that's what you just said. Uh, but, the, but, but let's see some of those things become normal for us, like you talking about access to capital, the ability to yeah. – uh, move about economically uh, to, to use our imagination, create where we want to. Uh, when we can see those things have happened and we can look and see a history of it, then we can mm-hmm. say, hey, yeah, I see some leveling. But until then, until mm-hmm. we get to that point, uh, we're still swimming. I think we pulled up some dust and, and we had our shovel in the ground and we've been able to dip up a couple of scoops of the dust <laughs> to break the ground. Right. Right. And because I, I can't take that away from us, we we've had some. I had some great opportunities in the military. Oh, we doing everything good. that mm-hmm. I wanted to do. Yeah, everything I wanted to do in yeah. the military, I was able to do it. But but there were some. But I know. But let me just say this: I know unequivocally that there were some counterparts that did not have it, and maybe mm-hmm. my mouth was bigger and I spoke mm-hmm. a little louder. I don't know, but. <laughs> But there are some people that did not have some of the opportunities that I had the privilege of uh, enjoying while I was in the military. Ms. Rihanna, if you found right. quickly, if you found anything you want to share with us, I'm sorry. I heard I heard a, a good amount of. I had a, a child talking to me. <laughs> I heard a good oh, amount. Okay. Of said, no, but specifically no, the statistics you wanted, I didn't hear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just wanted you to pull up. Anything that you saw, there was a peer review that I can remember last year in 2020, early part of the year, where it talked about uh, black people uh, in the level playing field. And so I I don't remember exactly how it went, but I do remember that some of the black people were saying that the field is still not as level as it needs to be. Right. And so we brought out some, so if if you can find anything on that. And and while she's doing that, uh, Dr. Hagney, you mentioned, you mentioned a communications uh, uh, person. And so I, I say that we, we probably need a marketing team. I don't know what kind of resources and monies and stuff that we're going to put into this task force. Uh, that's why it's so crucial for, and I sent this message to uh, the Biden-Harris campaign that, well, not the campaign, the transition team, that it's mm-hmm. crucial that yes. even though they have that team up there of about 12, 20 people, how many ever on that top level up there, but they got to mm-hmm. get the ground down here, put their boots on right down here with right. us because it's going to take exactly. us down here on the ground making sure that these things transcend and they take place 
and that the the uh, black people are, that want to take the in these the, uh, vaccines, they have the same opportunity as anybody else. Now I can tell you, last week uh, here for the Moderna in Tyler, it was supposed to be for the Tier One A people, but mm-hmm, somehow mm-hmm. somebody put it out there on social media, right, and then right. people were lined up that we only had 1,500 of them, where were they ever lined up? And many of them were not first uh, tier 1A people. They were not first responders, but they didn't turn anybody away. And we commend uh, the uh, fire department who was administering and working and had an amazing team. I was out there all day long on on Wednesday, and then we Mm -hmm. uh, on Thursday morning, for about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. it was they had to cut mm-hmm. it off. It was done deal because there were so many people. But the bulk of the people, let me just share this with you: the bulk of the people that were in that line that heard about it were mm-hmm. Caucasian, and there was some uh, African Americans well, there. Go ahead. Well, well, that's one of my concerns. You know, you know, yeah. when somebody when you go have as you want to go somewhere and you stand in line, that's a transportation issue. Driving through our neighborhood. You know, that's one of my concerns, one of my fears, that in our neighborhood we are not able to get to those lines. Uh, we're not able to get to those sites. Uh, it has to be a, in healthcare. We have to take healthcare to our community. For too long, we we build our towers and tell and say, "Come, come," but we we okay. we don't come. So what? what, right. what you know, when you see this, and I, I drove through Tyler the other day, just just through one of the neighbors. I just it was just it was just concerning how many of those individuals in our neighborhood, or were or will they be, will they have the opportunity? And that and that's back to young ladies doing the equity deal. She's from UT Austin. So we're going to be looking at the how many of the minority individuals are actually. Hey, Mr. Hagmick, uh, uh, I mean, Doc, could be, could you just a little bit of yes, yeah, just a little bit of perspective about uh, health care in Texas, uh, black health care. <clears throat> uh, I was in the uh, home health care business. It was, mm-hmm. it was like about it's about fifty some home health comes here in North Texas. So of course, mm-hmm. everybody was thriving. Oh, we mm-hmm. rolled for about four or five years, and then the government showed up with all its forces. Ran everybody mm-hmm. out of business all over Texas, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, all over America. Uh, mm-hmm. Because and, and then and, and then and now they're making money doing what we were doing. So you know, there's an invisible hand, racism well, you know, in healthcare uh, well, that 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 is fought against opportunities. And so uh, we need to be aware of that as we go forward with the healthcare system. I'm going to have Dr. Edwards on here. Uh, you're on this show at some point, so he can kind of uh, go with some of that history. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look here, I, I, I want to hear the thing to be right, you know. But right that's, now, everything ain't right. That's, what that's true. That's, 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 I, one of the young ladies on our task force is from UT Austin. She's heading up. She's one of the deans down in heading up equity uh, and, and um, system. And also, there's a young lady on work with her out in um, that's. The disparity in healthcare is not is, is a known fact in our healthcare delivery system. I didn't mention earlier why we. So that's Duke did a study. They're studying there. There are people who recognize that. That's why she's on that component to look at the disparities. And when you mentioned the home health, see that's why you have to be at the, at the table when the individual side that we can make money out of a particular area. But you're not there to come up with some uh, some uh, all 
alternative, you gonna you they're gonna change the field. That's why I was saying when you always plan your neighbor's backyard, you always gonna lose. That's the fact that you know, when you can, I tell people you can play marbles so well, why you keep playing marbles in your neighbor's backyard? Get your own marbles well, sorry, in your the, backyard. The, the and that's what needs to the, the story I was telling you happened 25 years ago. We were in our backyard. And they well, changed be, right. and tore up the backyard. See, they but they changed the yeah. rules in the Washington. See, that's, what, that's why see, that's, we talk about that with the agriculture department. See, the rules are changed up there at the state level and everything. We're not there when those rules are being changed. Recognizing right. the economic, they're doing it for the dollar reason. As long as we wait for Washington uh, also Austin, Come out with regulations. The history of America is not to protect us. Let's face it. Are you familiar with the insurance actuaries? Are you familiar with oh, the insurance yeah. actuaries? Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I got, you know, and I got to tell people all the time, and I found out when I was in healthcare, I said, hey, y'all, they do a kill off every so often. You know, it's somebody like the, right. you know, yeah. you, know you know how they do it. Yeah. Well, all they mm-hmm. do is they add this much money if they want these people to live. They take this money away if they want them to die. And access to health care is one of their mechanisms mm-hmm. that they do mm-hmm. it. Right. I mean, I was And let me just tell I'm you this, guys, and I, I think I heard Pat Cooper say oh. something. But but I, I back in the 80s, I – I worked with the Texas Minority Healthcare System here in Texas and covered East Texas. And then, as Mr. Arthur mentioned, that we were in the health. My company was the very first black-owned uh, home health care agency in Tyler, Texas, back mm-hmm. in the day. And and there were people who made a mess of. You know, I we can't we can't totally blame all of the yeah. government quote, unquote, right. because there were some right. people who were making charges and not seeing the patients yep. and making yep. millions. There, there's Christian some of, everything. Some of them in prison. There's some everything. Of them, well, there's that's everything. I, I understand there's that, but we're talking about this. White that we're talking there's white Christian well, everything. I'm not, I, I never used, but I never used any color. I never said anything about what color they were. Right. I said right. there were some people who are in prison I right now, some still color. in prison, yeah, that 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 made a mess of things uh, yeah. in, in the in the so uh, home health care because we had a few black people that messed it up for every all of us. See, what, mm-hmm. see, yeah. see that's what happened to y'all. A few of y'all keep messing up for the rest of y'all. So until y'all get mm-hmm. perfect, don't even try. No, 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 perfect. Nobody's perfect. We just got to do. We just got to do the right thing, and yeah. that's we have to be honest in our businesses yeah. and and, exactly. and fair, honest practices, nope. and that's all. 50 because there's, enough, companies up, the, there's 50, enough money 50, out there for everybody to 50, make some money. Fifty-seven, ahead, com- 57 companies up here in North Texas. Nobody went to jail. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. None of that. None, none of that. Well, so, no, well I, think you did, I think you did have somebody in, in Dallas that had a company in Dallas and then had one in East Texas who ended up going going to, to jail, I, I do believe, because they had an office here. They had two offices, one in Tyler and the, one the, in uh, Long uh, Okay, FYI, FYI, the FBI did a sealed indictment on her. They kept mm-hmm. it sealed and didn't do nothing for like about Heck, it's about six or seven years, and finally she went and made them open it, and it wasn't mm-hmm. nothing in it. Okay. 
Okay, and then we know we know there was a several of them out of Houston, Texas that that uh, that really got in a big snafu. But right. but that's neither here yeah. nor there. We 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 just want to make sure that that we do business ethically and professionally, right. and and exactly. and tr- and so that people will trust us. Uh, and I, when I say us, I'm just I, I'm not even talking about complexions of anybody. I'm talking about people. Period. Mm-hmm. People. Exactly. Period. All the people I knew had so, legitimate businesses, and and they wasn't crooks, and they handled their business, right. and they, you know. Right. So right. I mean, that's what I know. And then I know they came up with this yeah. program called Operation Restore Trust, mm-hmm. of which mm-hmm. they sicked it on you because what we found out later was that the actuaries, the insurance companies who pay you the money were actually getting paid to go and find fraud. What they were doing was mm-hmm. they was creating stuff so they could make money. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying they had, they had bounties. So that goes back to your point, brother. I have to help, not that you need help, but I have to help you out there because the, the, the playing field is not level because we're going through a no, shift and you can't level off when you're going through a shift. Yeah. And that's what we're going through right now. We celebrated our first African-American president uh, for two terms, but he still couldn't accomplish a lot of things for the uh, communities because he had to fight. Wait wait just a minute, Mr. Arthur, somebody, let him him finish, and then we're going to be one at a time so we can hear everything that's being said. Go ahead, Uh, Dr. Hagman. So so we had Uh, had to fight the House. We had to fight the House, Senate, Congress. And he had to use uh, yeah. executive privilege uh, to to get some things done, and then they they questioned that, and they he really gave our current supposedly president uh, a way to go because no one else ever even thought of doing that. That was the only executive order. That's the only way that he was able to accomplish so, so many other things. But along with that, we we said, okay, fine, we had a level playing field. We never saw the next president coming in and undoing so many other things and making them even worse. So and we say we're in a level playing field, but there's a shift. So it's not you can't level when you're shifting. Uh, we we okay. have our first, uh, well, it, it, yeah, vice. our first vice president is an elected uh, woman. And like yeah, uh, you know, and then there's an attack. And then uh, Dr. Biden, uh, she can't use her her name, Doctor, in, in the and White House. Something. They want her to de- denounce herself. So I'm saying so this is an attack on the 1920s agenda. When, when you're talking about the uh, women's suffrage, and yet we're still talking about, you know, we had so many male, males go before, and we call them doctor when they're doctor. But is there a doctor there in the go. house if she's not an MD? So, so how can we say that we are in a level playing field when we have to still fight these still same wars? Let, let me That's let it. me explain the level. W- w- women, me, women are being attacked. Go ahead, Doctor. Yeah. Let, let me explain. Let me let me explain the, the level playing field. The, I, I was talking about biblically. Long okay. as you look at something that's created, never gonna be middle, never gonna be low. When you look at yeah. what God wrote, the Creator, I'm not talking about the creation. You look at the Creator is in control, and we give Him credit that He's in control. Then the, the field is level. You look at things with His eyes. Anyway. You're, fading, you're fading out, Dr. Hagney. Oh yeah, yeah. If you look at if you look oh, at you man's eye, if you look at the creation, it's level. If you look at the it, creation, it was, all, it was always level when because he made it, it level always, from the no, day. That, always there level. you go. Okay. Right. Yeah. See, the creation. When we start focusing on the creation in man terminology, that's a devil area. 
devil never designed anything to be level. You can be chasing that forever if you think the devil gonna level what you talked about, Wally, what man said, what man think, what man accepts, and what man talk about. But if you look, and that's what I said earlier. We have to be get back and recognize the Creator. We have to recognize who controls everything. Because this this is already planned out. All we're doing is walking through. The plan is completed. All we're doing. Now, is I want to be clear. Now, I want to be clear. So I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree oh, yeah. with none I'm of just, that. I'm just going to clarify that. Question. I wouldn't disagree with none of that right there. I wouldn't disagree with none of that. One at a time. All I was just saying was. One at a time. I was just saying, you know, when you drop it in, you know, in casual conversation, without that explanation, folks could, mm-hmm. folks could, folks could get get it kind of conceptually mixed yeah. up. We all in agreement on that. Absolutely. Well, we yeah, we all on the same page with that, right? We absolutely, absolutely, because because when God made this earth, He didn't make it uh, to put anybody above the next person. He made us all equal, right? Under His auspices. (laughs) So from that perspective, it's just that we had people to come through that decided they needed slaves and. And people of mm-hmm. certain complexions was beneath them. And right. So that's Miss Rihanna. I don't know if you found anything quickly. I don't know if you found anything on level playing fields for uh, people of color, yeah. black people in particular. Okay, you can oh, yes, share that with yes, us, yes, and then yes. we get back to that conversation. Well, I I think you were referring to the Duke study um, from May of 2020. Okay. And yes. it says the middle class can be hard to define. But a new report from Duke University suggests that for African Americans, it's simply hard. It's simply hard to find, and that's in the best of circumstances. And mm-hmm. it talks about a paper um, from researchers at Duke's uh, Samuel Du Bois Cook Center for Social mm-hmm. Equity found that okay. when using wealth as the defining criteria to demarcate mm-hmm. class status, the middle class mm-hmm. of Black Americans is proportionately sm- much smaller than the mm-hmm. white middle class. And actually, mm-hmm. uh, when I, right before I looked this up, I was thinking about, and I, I knew this was probably the study you were referring to because I remember you brought it up as soon as, it, as, soon as you read it um, okay. back in May. And uh, right. when uh, the, the doctor was talking about rural African-American communities, mm-hmm. I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, just um, <laughs> in general, when we think of, uh, like, the mainstream media, how they address rural communities, you know the, the face that you put to that is, is not a black face. It's typically a yes. white face. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, I, was, I was kind of thinking about that when you told me to look up this study, and sure enough, it was this study that we've discussed before um, yes. about those disparities. And um, right. I'll, I'll read further into it to get more numbers, but no, I did also enough. text that good to job. you. Good job. Yes, good one, job. Okay. All right. Any comments they, one, uh, from, from that? Go ahead, Dr. Hannon. Yeah, w- yeah, one point they made in that study, Duke said, is that look at even in medical schools, you need to look at that curriculum, how they're, how they're yes. training the physicians. So that, right. and so that, that, so that, that, that adds to that disparity. Discussion. So that was an excellent report, and all med schools need to look at that report and look and relook at that medical school curriculum curriculum for the you know for the doctors they're training. 
Right, very good. And you mm-hmm. know something, there was another one, Miss Rihanna, I want you to look this one up too, because you're right, we have talked about this, and, and that one was done by uh, the 100 black men. I don't remember uh, when, I think that was about in philanthropy? 2020. I can't remember exactly. I, I know that we tied a little College. bit into that Duke's, that it could very well be. I, it, it was, it was one, the 100 Black Men organization that talked about that our, our playing field is still not level uh, even in 20, I think it was, I think it was 2020. I, I'm not, I can't remember for sure, but we, because we have okay. focused on this conversation before on this show talking about mm-hmm. if things are, are things are better but things are not where they should be uh, for African Americans the, the playing field that field is is still not level as, as dr. Hagney says we need, we need to have we need to have our seat at that table and that's the, I think that was the big issue that we were talking about miss Rihanna when we discussed this is our seats at the table and we were talking about women yes. particularly I heard you know I think it was that pastor uh, pastor Cooper brought out uh, Dr. Biden, and they they would never do that. I don't believe to a man. They want this right. lady to say right. that uh, her d- doctorate, uh, PhD in education, does not deem her uh, to to say Dr. Biden simply because she's not an MD. Where you got PhDs, and you got e, uh, MDs, and you got EDs in ed- education. You got DDS. You got dentists. And all. So right. are you saying that if a person who was a dentist that was there in the White House and elected into a position that that and and we do have we have some we have dentists and we have medical doctors who actually hold positions in Congress and, and, and right now but because they there are Congress persons they use the word mm-hmm. a Congress or a representative uh, uh, for right. for their because that's what they do but you can't take away from the fact that they they have earned that listen I can speak for this. I spent, and Dr. Hagney can too, hours oh, yes. on top of hours, yeah. on top of yes, hours sir. researching. Yes, and then I sent my my paper in the first time, and, 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 and my chairperson said, that was not good enough. You This is good, but you got more. Yeah. And then I sent mm-hmm. it in the second time, and they said, yeah, mm-hmm. this is good, but you got some more. There's <laughs> some more you can bring to it. And that third time, I was at war. That third time, I said, "Listen, and I, yeah. somebody, I listen. I don't have it anymore. If they don't give, they, yeah. if I can't get this piece of paper, I don't know what else to do." And so they called mm-hmm. my home while I was overseas, they, and and they said, uh, "May we speak to Dr. McKellar?" And my husband said, "You mean Major McKellar?" And they said, "No, we mean Dr. McKellar." And he said, "You mean my wife passed?" So he received my piece, but it's a lot of work. Well, it's a lot of work. Go ahead. A perfect example of of that: the Dr. Jill Biden uh, juxtaposition to, for example, one of my unfortunate senators, Dr. Rand Paul. Is yeah. a fake optometrist who gave himself <laughs> his doctorate. Oh my goodness! But they called oh, him Doctor right. Forever. <laughs> yes, they did. When he first got elected, they surely did call him mm-hmm. Doctor Forever. Uh-huh. That's why I'm saying they wouldn't do that to a man. I don't believe. No, because it has no. not happened. Because it has not happened, right? This is this not the first time we ever heard of such foolishness. She's not. They right. even tried to play down and talk about the classes that she was teaching. How, what an insult! 
How, where are we in this country? I mean, really? Well, I'm just glad. Exactly. Well, I'm just glad that Don Trump didn't have no doctorate. Boy, we really been Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, they, they, they try, they try to give him a doctorate. They might give him an honorary doctorate. Don't speak too quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, he tried to give him His wife's a doctor of language, and she can speak too. <laughs> Barely. He tried to give himself <laughs> the Nobel Peace Prize, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. he, he tried to give himself that, that, that a good work. grief. Just <laughs> 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 a good grief. <laughs> good grief. <laughs> well, I want you guys to know that I am having a Zoom on the 16th. That's Saturday, the 16th of January, and we're going to have our net health physician, our MD, Dr. Paul McGahey. We're going to have a Dr. Christy Awafu, she is a nurse practitioner, uh, registered nurse, uh, PhD uh, in nursing uh, <laughs> from uh, UT Health, community health. She teaches in the community health because uh, we have a college of community health here uh, in Tyler at University of Texas Health Science Center. And then we're going to have Dr. Amber Cook, medical doctor, uh, my uh, sorority sister, who's going to be on that. And then we're going to have my daughter, uh, Dr. Nataka, who is a, a professor at uh, Johns Hopkins, um, and uh, she is a scientist. And uh, so her her uh, background is biology, physiology, the science. Like I said, she did uh, research, uh, long research, all kinds of research uh, for uh, Johns Hopkins, uh, as well as uh, Penn there. And she used to teach at Princeton University in Princeton, New Jersey, now living here in Texas. So, uh, so we're going to have... Uh, and, uh, some deep, deep conversation, just like we're having today uh, on that Zoom. And so if everybody's free, I, I have it set for 11 until 1230, but I think I'm going to have to back it down a little later into the afternoon because that is the day that we're going to be planting. That's Arbor Day. So we're going to be planting uh, uh, trees uh, here. Uh, there's a limited amount of us that will be here uh, in my district. We're going to plant a a tree in honor of the late um, mm-hmm. Constable Henry Jackson and then the late uh, uh, former city councilman Edward Dunmore, who we had his service mm-hmm. on last, uh, last, uh, but Thursday, last Thursday. Mm-hmm. So those two trees will be planted in their honor at Waldrop Park. Uh, on that day, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll get back with us, and um, once we get that Zoom all set up, but we're probably going to try to back it up into like maybe um, twelve noon to uh, one thirty. It's going to be a, an hour of discussion, and then uh, uh, maybe twenty minutes or so of uh, of questions, maybe forty five minutes of discussion, and then thirty minutes of a Q and A, and having a those persons who actually have worked well, Dr. McGee, he worked on the task force here with me here in Tyler. So that's uh, that's what we can look forward to, uh, Dr. Hackney, for that. And then I'm looking forward to uh, a week from tonight uh, at five o'clock when we we all the persons who Dr. Hackney has pulled together to serve on this task force uh, to come uh, and together and uh, dialogue on how we can get information out there. And so. Um, and it's how we can spread out and reach out to people everywhere to make sure that those African Americans who want to take 
and, and people of color, period, that brown and black people who want to mm-hmm. take that uh, vaccine, that they have that opportunity to do so. And I like that broad range that, that Dr. Hagney. Dr. Hagney, this is what I want uh, to talk about, because we talk, I mentioned it a few minutes ago, because uh, this, is, this is a large project that can be that can be long term. I love how you have laid out in your mind what you want to see happen, and I, and I think that uh, that uh, communications uh, uh, team we may be able to find somebody who would take this on. But I want to. My question, I guess, would be um, uh, the funding, the resources, because you you have a broad spectrum that you want to work with. So um, so will will you decide to? to formulate this into a uh, um, foundation or a 501c3 uh, yeah. or nonprofit mm-hmm. organization? Of, of what, what, are your, what are your goals in that aspect? Yeah, that, that, that's it exactly. Uh, one of the individuals on the air is uh, the, uh, with the um, nonprofit, and also okay. we're looking at uh, a development person to okay. – uh, be responsible for grant foundation development. Yes, we're moving towards yes. nonprofit uh, with this yes. with this package, and then and, and like I say, a person in development told us, and that mm-hmm. you can help me with that person also. That's focusing sure. totally on partnering and developing relationship with with foundation grant writing mm-hmm. and all those. Uh, and then sure. they're going to be working with all the nonprofits. Yes, we're looking long term with this to have that. Uh, that foundation in place, even with the structure, with the CPA for the data reporting and all that, and the turning for the contracts. Oh yes, uh, short term yeah. we're going to do that. Uh, a nonprofit, a five one c three, going out to all yeah. sorts of partnership with corporations. That's what I mentioned earlier. There are individuals looking to want us to do something in our community. They just so they just they just need a mechanism. Uh, to get those funds. That's sort of what we're talking about, the uh, Biden administration. When they look at funds yeah. for administration and everything, uh, they really haven't decided how to get those funds down into the community. And they, right. they need a mechanism to do that. So and corporations, foundations, because I said earlier, we're talking about something that's uh, going to correct us being at the bottom of the health stats throughout in this country. Okay, changing those numbers around. Numbers are you well, what type we're looking of five one three three are you going to do? What type well, of five one three three are you talking about? I'm well, looking, are you going to be? Look at that. I'm, I'm looking. We looked at. Well, we looked at all of them. There's a person looking at design a specific one. It should be, and so we at that point right now to identify that which one, and also uh, looking for that development person. We're talking about people with experience in development working with a major corporation because this mall, and I mentioned briefly, this mall can actually be moved across America to address the similar issues in other states. But so none, the nonprofits need help. So, yes, uh, we're going to determine which one is going to be uh, for what we want to do because this is, uh, is, broad, this is broad base, uh, covering all of these areas. And even the Department of Agriculture, they're looking ways for nutrition components, but they, we have to have that. Mm-hmm. A nonprofit umbrella for them to do the support. Okay, we say uh, we say all across the nation. We say all across the nation. You mean? Well, see, you mean like chapters. You make chapters. Hold up. Oh yeah, when you look at like chapters, you mean like what was that? What do you mean? Well, this, whole, well, this whole this whole structure could be duplicated in, in uh, uh, Mississippi. 
Alabama, Georgia. When you talk about the earlier states and counties, they have no clinics in there, uh, uh, education component. So this is what someone is talking about. This no, no I, was about the organization. I was talking about the organization structure. I wasn't talking about that part. I was talking about, I was trying to see how would it expand across the nation? Would it be well, chapters under well, your, that, your organization? Would that, it be that, a new organization in each state? Or We'll be looking at that about a year to two years from now because once we do all the data and all the work here in Texas, at the same time we'll be looking to see how it could be reestablished. We don't have to. Could it be reestablished? under some other umbrella in another state? Or should it be on the same umbrella? The funding people looking at that. So, yeah, that, that, that's we're looking at two, three, five years from now. And, I, and I think, you know, it, it, the 501c3 is, is is pretty broad. That that That's my expertise. I spend a lot of time writing uh, people's 501c's. And so that, you know, that covers religion, that covers education, that mm-hmm. covers uh, even sports from children, mm-hmm. testing, mm-hmm. public safety, public health. That is a broad mm-hmm. spectrum, that 501c3. So um, mm-hmm. in comparison yeah, if to, I was to uh, the state to agriculture. I'm sorry, what was yeah. that, Mr. Arthur? Yeah, but if I was going to recommend one, I would say, you know, since this is brand new, I would say 513C. Uh, C3. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, C3. That way you can have, that way we can have chapters uh, yeah, in different states. There you go. There you go. And, then, you know, you go. and then you don't have to go and have, yeah, you know, have that, subsidiary. You know, putting mm-hmm. up one of these states. So that's really why I was asking Agree. the question. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, that's yeah, one, that's that's, one we're that's leaning at, leaning for it. Yeah, that's one we're leaning yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. Great. Very good. Well, this is so exciting uh, because I, uh, the one thing that that is my number one mantra aside from the veterans, and that and this includes veterans as well, and that's health care. And and we've had we've had so much uh, for years and years that we've had uh, disparities in health care, in particular women's mm-hmm. health and, and women dying at the rate of mm-hmm. uh, in, in birth uh, mm-hmm. at the rate mm-hmm. of, of two to one to uh, yeah. from, uh, women of, of uh, Caucasian persuasion. And so it's right. time for uh, this field that we're talking about. It's time for our seats at the table. And, and I think that we're going to see a vast difference uh, starting January the 20th at 12.01, midday. We're going to see a difference. And speaking of, speaking of that, we, we're almost to the end of, this, of our time, but let's talk a little bit. I think we got about 14 minutes or so. Let's talk about uh, January the 20th and what's getting ready to happen there uh, because it's going to be very different. They're telling people don't show up in Washington, D.C., don't come. But we're going to have a car parade here in Tyler that I'm working on putting that together uh, on that day, January the 20th, at around about 10 o'clock in the morning, so that we can get home uh, and after about an hour of driving through the city, blowing our horns, showing our flags and showing our signs and stuff, the same thing that we did prior to election time when we were trying to motivate people to get out to the polls to vote. Uh, We know that we're still in COVID, and we have to be very, very safe to make sure that we don't get people infected because our cases, let me just tell you, our cases are rising higher Mm. every single day in this country, Mm. in East Texas, in Tyler, Texas. And so we got to work hard to mitigate this thing so that we can find some ways of getting ourselves back to some form of normalcy. Even after we take the 
uh, vaccines. And Dr. Hagney, if you can address that a little bit, once we take uh, the vaccines, then what? People feel, okay, all right, I've taken both of my vaccines. Now I can just throw the mask away. And, but, but we got how many? We have almost 400 million people in this country. And so talk to us a little bit about what we, oh, may have, oh, to continue, what we have to continue to do. Go ahead. Oh, that's, that's very important. When we talk about the vaccine and the development of it and knowing the, the outcome of it and everything, it's going to be critical that we don't let our guard down. I'm yes, saying that because we're saying that even exactly we're talking about a meeting might be out six months. We really don't know if it's six months, a year, or two years, or whatever. So that's why, and that's why it's extremely important, extremely, extremely important to emphasize: do not let your guard down. Even more so, be even more cautious. Uh, all the CDC requirements: the gloves, the mask, hand washing, safe distancing. I was, I was. And, that's, and we have to emphasize that. I, I heard some one of the airlines ads, I don't want to call the name of the airline, they're saying okay. somewhere in April or May they will give uh, something like for $28 a one-way trip somewhere. Now, mm-hmm. now that's, that, so, that, so that's the kind of that's kind of information we have, to, we have to stay away from. So the point okay. is, we, even though the vaccines are here, we know they, you know they're effective, but we don't know how long they're affected. That's right. We don't know how. We Only time will tell how long until we That's know it. exactly how long continue with the mask of all that. Don't don't let up, don't, you know, the distancing, the gathering and all that, you know, and they'll concern me about the schools. But, that, yeah, definitely, that, that's important because we, we, we need time to see what these vaccines are going to do. But also there are other, there are other, there are other strands that are, that are showing up. And we're yeah. hoping that the we are we are we are we're assuming this vaccine effective is so other strands. But I always remember when I told you about the mutations. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully the other new mutations are vaccine effective against them. But right now we don't know. So yes, by all means don't you know, don't tell people not okay. to let the guards down. Yes. Okay. Very good. Any any comments uh from anybody uh or questions for Doctor Hagney? I just want to uh, take my hat off uh, to Dr. Hagney for uh, all his great trouble, good work he's doing. And I want to encourage him also <laughs> to register with the county judges in each uh, area that you work in because uh, once yeah. you get your 5013C going, they're always looking for a good, productive 5013C that's in the community. When they have this money that's coming in from, like, the hurricane to distribute, to distribute the money and to assist the communities, when it comes to health care mm-hmm. and things like this, mm-hmm. even with the COVID. So there's money that's sitting there, and they can't find enough 501 uh, nonprofits that's doing good business, especially those of, mm-hmm. of, of color. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I implore you to uh, register with your local uh, judges. And also, uh, one reason I push that, yeah, uh, uh, I work for TMO, GLO, and we started a Southeast Texas Faith Leaders Program here, and I'm on uh, the following board. Uh, there's $2 billion that's sitting on the governor's desk right now. As of yesterday yeah. or Friday, yeah. that money went back right. because he didn't yeah. utilize it because they say they can't find the right people to distribute it or whatever the excuse is this time. So we need to continue mm-hmm. to press. So thank you again. So, yeah. Very, you know, there, very there's good. A, I'm so glad you – go ahead, mm-hmm. Dr. Hagen. There's a, there a person that's responsible for all the judges, Peacock and all of them throughout this this region. Yes, we, we are what they are. And, 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 yes, and particularly – but 
and in particular the county judges because they're the yes. county commissioners that have that exactly. money that Correct. Pastor Cooper is talking Correct. about. And, exactly. and if they and, and here and, and let me just say this. Uh, first of all, if they really wanted to put that money somewhere, they know there's there's people that apply for money that gets denied, uh, in, in even in our state of Texas. Uh, and if they want to put, why would you send money back? Just it's just like the Medicaid expansion. That money was sent back to Washington D.C. Why mm-hmm. would you in Texas send any money back, especially money that's going to cover health care for poor mm-hmm. people? And poor people yep. and people of certain income, uh, it makes mm-hmm. no sense to me that we would bypass a Medicaid expansion. And those and, and those yeah, are the reasons. And those are and, and all the reasons you gave are the reasons yes, that they use. Yes, sir. That's why. Yes, yes sir. That's why. I know. Well, there, I know. You took the word out of my mouth. That's why we can say that playing field, even though it's better, is not level yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you said something. Go ahead, Doctor. Oh, I said I said Arthur took the words right out of my mouth, and and a better yes. playing field has no relation to a level playing field. There you one go. The, there you go. Yeah, one of the projects on the judge component would be workshops mm-hmm. to train contractors. I was on a board okay. with something that went. They couldn't find minority contractors to qualify, but I suggested them have workshops, which we're going to do in this group. Have workshops to teach minority contractors. How to bid on jobs. There you go. And all see that's 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 part of that that overall. That's how you level the playing field, you know. So so the minority contract would know how to apply for those bids. And also another discussion on the entrepreneurship, they're requesting people start having PP loan workshops now in the community, because a lot of minority individuals didn't know how to apply for those PP loans. And they're saying start those, and we, that's what I'm trying to call a core, the school group, to coordinate a workshop for PP loan application in East Texas. That's how you level it down because no one has the game they play, and you have to put rules in place to play the game, like those contracts on those homes. We got a couple guys that we're in the bid day before, right? So we got to have workshops to train minority contractors how to be prepared to bid, bid on these on these bids. So that's how you share. share this. Can I share? It? Let, sure. me, let me jump in. It. Well, just, okay, go, go ahead, Mr. Arthur. And I got. I have to share this. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur, quickly. Uh, uh, and I want to say this: as we as we do what you know what you're talking about, as we go into this <laughs> uh, position of trying to build this economic base and so forth and so on. As we struggle and as we make mistakes, and if some people are gonna be crooked, Shirley, mm-hmm. let's don't let's don't let them use that to say, you know what, we tried, so you know, hey, that it, you know that didn't work. No, you know, let's don't do that. Let, let's understand That's that right. everybody ain't gonna do right, okay? And, and one hundred, one hundred, and and you are absolutely correct. And don't ever worry about it, because let me just tell you about this economic development that I'm working on in my district. Number one, we have a new subdevelopment that's being built in my district. I said only, only, only black contractors are going to be able to apply. The city built the infrastructure. The infrastructure is now in. I only want black contract builders to apply Mm -hmm. for building in this subdevelopment. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they have not had that equal playing field. They have not had Mm -hmm. that opportunity. I'm going to make sure, and eight of them applied 
to build Amen. homes, new homes, affordable homes in this mm-hmm. subdivision. So, mm-hmm. so if you, you tell them what you want and you stand yep. on it and say, I'm not accepting anything else any differently except for right. what I want. And then let me share this with you. During when COVID first came in, Ms. Rihanna can tell you this, when it first came in, there were two black African-American-owned companies, medical supplies in this country that had PPEs in their warehouses ready Mm -hmm. to be sold. We took nine weeks here in our community, yes, to get PPEs from, guess where, China. Nine Mm -hmm. weeks. Mm. And we had to make, we made 1,000 masks for the hospital. Mm. We sewed them, pulled together 15 women, sat down and Mm -hmm. sewed. I don't sew, but I ran around, picked up the material (laughs) and the fillers and all of that and carried it and delivered it to the ladies and they sewed it and I went back and picked them up and carried them to the hospital to my friends because they said, McKellar, we're using our mask over and over and over. You used to be a case manager. You know how it is uh, to mm-hmm. not have supplies and have needing mm-hmm. needing supplies, and so mm-hmm. they did not buy from those minority owned businesses that they could have bought from, and make sure that our people had the supplies. I don't care how mm-hmm. much I talked about it. I don't care how much I pushed. It never happened. Mm-hmm. So these things still exist in this country. Mm-hmm. But go mm-hmm. ahead. Anybody? We, it's, it's 9.57. Well, we'll just so understand we a, a minute or two before Miss Rihanna plays our song, our theme song. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, George, again, uh, uh, Brother Hackney, uh, uh, welcome yes. back. I uh, hope to see you again on the show again. Mm-hmm. I hope you're here on the show again. Yes. 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 Make it a habit. Come Thanks. back and see us. Uh, uh, Pastor Thanks. Cooper, your final Thanks. comment. Hey, I know we're on our way to heaven, but until then, I think Dr. Shirley <laughs> Keller said, let all people go. I enjoy this so time and so needed. Let's make it happen. Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. Look forward Very to working. Good. Listen, it's always a pleasure. We thank uh, Chief Ron Spikes for and Miss Rihanna for this great network and all the great work and the the teamwork. It makes the dream work. So let's yep. make that dream work and let's make sure that our people and all people are cared for. Uh, because yep. I, I'm going to end with the Black Lives Matter uh, theme. And so we know that uh, all lives matter, but Black Lives Matter have to matter before mm-hmm. we understand that all lives do matter. So we thank yep. uh, Dr. Hagney for joining in and being with us right back here uh, every single week. Uh, You are always welcome. Our doors are always open. Uh, We just enjoy ourselves uh, uh, right here educating people and making sure that they're kept up to snuff on what is going on in our community. There's so much work that needs to be done, and I'm going to my final thing before I turn it over to Ms. Rihanna, and that is it takes all of us working together to make that dream work. Thank you. May God bless each of you. And Miss Rihanna, it's all yours. We're going to give it to you for our final comments and play our theme song. And we'll see you again on next uh, Monday on Marvelous Monday. Thank you. God bless each of you. Miss Rihanna? Well, I just want to say good night. I love y'all and happy new year. Happy new year. That's a good one. Happy new year. 2021. 2021. And tomorrow night, get your popcorn, get your lemonade. And let's see oh, Georgia, oh. on our, Georgia on our mind. Thank you. That's yes. right. Come on, Georgia.
Someone yeah, else. Go ahead, Miss. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very good. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. We will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be woman and child, even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd, they march with the torch, we gon' run with it now, never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles, from dark roads, heroes, to become a hero, facing the league of justice, his power was the people, enemy is lethal, a king became regal, saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego, the biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes. 